The veterinary industry today faces a crisis. Mental fatigue, exhaustion, and burnout are regular challenges. Increasingly high numbers of veterinary professionals even attempt suicide every year. Fortunately, there are people dedicated to changing this situation. We are joined today by Darlene Boss, Executive Director of Not One More Vet, to learn how we can all make a difference. So let's begin with the Family Pet Podcast. Welcome into this week's episode of the Family Pet Podcast, a podcast for curious pet parents where we believe the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. I'm your host, Michael Shirley, joined by Stephen Shirley. Here in studios, spread the positive studios in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. Our our uh, episodes are going worldwide, Stephen. They are. I'm, I'm assuming that uh, we had a couple of listens in Jordan. <laughs> Jordan a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I did yep. listen to one while I was over there. Great job. Yep. Hey, I had to boost our ratings and help uh, help it get spread around a little bit. So, Stephen, how are you doing? Uh, I'm I'm stressed. Stressed? Yes. Tell me more about this. It, on the emotion wheel, yes, stressed on the, is only like the second layer. I need more. I'm, I'm, I don't know. Uh, it, is, it is a challenge to get all of the people who are calling for appointments in in a timely manner. For um, those out there listening that don't know, Stephen is our director of operations at Family Pet Health, and he's always uh, up front answering phones and complaints and He's also the internet guy and all those things. Though you get a you get a lot of people that not only I would say dump their problems on you, but if there's a problem in the office, especially if I'm not there, which I haven't been much lately, they come to you, right? Yeah, I get to I get to fix makes things make things run smoothly for everybody else to do their job well. But sometimes you can't fix. I can't fix. You can't everything. meet their needs. Yeah, I can't fix everything. And so is that what's causing you stress? A little bit. It, it's it's. There's a lot, there are a lot of needs in the veterinary industry. Well, this is true. And, and this is a good segue into our guest today uh, is Miss Darlene Boss, who is the executive director of Not One More Vet. And you lined up this um, guest and it's, it's really, uh, I'm, I'm excited to get into this topic. Uh, th- you know, this is the podcast, not for veterinary professionals, but a podcast for our curious pet parents. So it's the, consu- this podcast is designed to uh, answer questions and teach people that are consumers of veterinary services about the veterinary industry. And we've talked a lot about cat things that are affecting cats and things that affect dogs and things that affect uh, our exotic pets like rabbits and things. But what we haven't talked about is what affects veterinary professionals and how that can affect the quality of care that is provided to pets. And so that is something that our curious pet parents may be interested in. Uh, Miss Boss, thank you so much for joining us today to talk a little bit about uh, a hard topic um, in our industry. But can you start by just telling us a little bit about what is the organization Not One More Vet? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. So Not One More Vet is, uh, we're a nonprofit, so we're uh, a public charity. And we really began from an idea in 2014 that we needed to understand better what was happening with uh, veterinarians at the time, um, and that will expand in a minute. Uh, so there was the death by suicide of a very prominent veterinarian, Dr. Sophia Yen, and uh, several veterinarians got together online using Facebook to really talk about what was happening in the industry, and they saw some startling statistics about how the suicide rates were significantly higher than the general public. 
and they began conversations and they began to support one another and kind of create a space where they could talk uh, vet to vet. Um, now that has expanded to everyone in the veterinary profession and I want to be very clear that, that today, Not One More Vet serves absolutely every person who is uh, in the profession. And in fact, we know that um, vet techs have even higher rates, unfortunately, of death by suicide. So it's very important for us to support everyone. In 2017, Not One More Vet went from being an idea and a movement online to becoming an actual public charity. And that allowed us to start programs, um, one of which is a support grant program where we actually provide micro grants to individuals in crisis. Um, and we have a number of other programs today. Uh, as I sit here in 2022, we have an amazing anonymous online program called Lifeboat for those in crisis. We are we have an education program that involves you know speakers and materials. We have an advocates program that reaches out to clinics in need of a little boost and a little help. Um, and we also are just about to launch a practice certification program um, to provide for healthy workplaces. So overall, what not one more that really is is it is a place where we provide resources and support to those in the veterinary industry to make sure that they survive and thrive and are happy, healthy people. What is it about working in a veterinary hospital that makes it difficult to thrive as an individual? Yeah, I think that's a great question. And we actually um, put together uh, on our on our webpage, there's a page specifically for pet parents that I would encourage everyone to check out um, where we kind of talk about some of the myths versus realities. Um, you know, one of the one of the ideas is, well, they play with puppies and kitties all day. What could possibly be, you know, upsetting about that? But the truth is, is that they deal with very real, very serious health problems. Um, they deal with euthanasia. They deal with um, people who don't treat their pets correctly, and they see it and have no choice but to, to handle the situation. Um, there's a lot of stress. Um, animal that is someone's life and livelihood and everything is in their hands. Um, you know, and just like in human medicine, you know, things can go wrong. You can be operating on an animal and it can take a turn for the worse. And so there's just an enormous amount of stress involved um, with the job. Additionally, when veterinarians go into the practice, we know that they sort of have a, a personality, right? Um, they tend to be introverts. They tend to be people who prefer animals to people. Um, and while these all sound like things that are great, in fact, most of their job is dealing with humans, right? Not necessarily just the patients, but the clients. And there's a lot of conflict that can occur in that space. Uh, people care deeply about their animals, and so they get very emotional about their animals. Um, and also, people don't expect to pay, um, they necessarily have to pay the health costs for their animals when they get an animal. Hopefully most do, but not everyone does. And not everyone is prepared for those. And so there's a lot of conflict surrounding uh, cost of care as well. And so when you add all these things up, it just, it's an enormous amount of stress and pressure. Um, and in the case of veterinarians, you know, they went to school for eight years and are often swimming in debt early in their careers. Um, and so things just build up. Um, so unfortunately, there's a number of factors that lead to this. I think as as you're describing a situation where the vet industry is suffering from burnout, you you listed um, suicide 
as an issue for someone outside. And, and just and just stress before you get to right. that point, just a lot of emotional stress. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. what I said. I I I I have a lot of stress at work. Why should pet parents, those people who are listening to this podcast or or others, why should they care? Why why is that important? Yeah, I think that's a great question. Well, I guess that um, what it boils down to is that without the veterinary profession, and that doesn't just mean the veterinarians, it also means they, uh, for every one veterinarian, the two to three people that are behind them supporting them, right? Um, without them, you don't have the health and, and the care that you need for your animal. So the average dog sees a veterinarian two to two and a half times a year. Uh, the average cat, one and a half times a year. Um, if you love your animal and you want your animal to be cared for uh, and their health to be taken care of, you need veterinarians. Um, if you have ever had, and I think probably everyone listening has, had that moment where your dog or your cat swallowed something or started wheezing or dropped down to the ground and couldn't use their legs or had a seizure or any of those things, and you get in the car and you rush to the emergency vet hospital, um, you need these people. We need these people. I'm a pet parent. And let me tell you, I, I, I like to know exactly how many are where and how far away they are, right, at all times. <laughs> um, and so the reason that we should care is that we don't want to lose them, for starters. We want people to continue to go into the profession. And right now, um, you know, we need more people to get into being veterinarians. And why wouldn't we care about the health and well-being of folks that are so important to our lives? I mean, do we care about the health and well-being of our doctor? I do. I want to know that my doctor isn't so stressed out that, you know, she's, I may not see her next time I come, right? I want to know that she's there and cared for. And so I feel the same way about my veterinarian, maybe more so, honestly. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think I, I don't remember that I've ever written my endocrinologist a thank you note, but we get thank you notes at the vet office pretty routinely. Um, so maybe I should write him a thank you note too. <laughs> so He's just keeping some, you alive. He is brother. keeping me alive. That's right. It's a pretty important <laughs> so, job. So I should write him a thank you note too. Um, and the other thing to think about it, not just that they're not there, but if they are there, but they're dealing with an enormous amount of stress, then patient care can suffer as well. And so just the demands that they have on the cases that are in there, that's enough to stress anybody out. But when you throw in attacks from, from, from customers uh, to the professionals, that could tip them over or make it even worse, make it even more stressful, which then could uh, limit their capacity to provide really good high-quality care for your pets. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we often don't think about um, the folks inside the, the veterinary hospital as living in a stressful world, but they are. And so when someone attacks them online or decides to, to have some sort of cyberbullying campaign against them, and this is something that we're dealing with a lot more now, um, you are taking that stress level and you're really elevating it. Mm -hmm. I mean, there was a veterinary clinic, a, a very famous case recently, unfortunately, or infamous uh, veterinary clinic in Maine that was bullied so badly that the police had to stand outside their door 
um, because there were bomb threats and they had their phones were shut down by some sort of bot. Um, and so they were trying through this, through being threatened, through bomb threats, through all of it to care for their patients. So they were, they were still there in the building that people were threatening to bomb and shoot up to be there to care for patients. And patients were then having to go through police line to get in the building, all because some anonymous person online decided to cyber bully them. I mean, can you imagine? Mm. So why would you do that to anybody, first of all? And why would you do that to the person who cares for your animal? Um, it's just mind-boggling. And so... These kinds of things are real. They're a reality happening in the space. I, I'm not certain why. I'm not certain why people do those things. I, I can't get into their heads or why they feel like it's okay to do that to veterinarians. But that's the kind of thing that we're dealing with. And so we are trying to, one, take care of the people on the back end and make sure they're supported. And two, we're also trying to create some awareness that, um, you know, People need to be kind. Yeah, it's not this. The point of this episode is not a, a woe is us in the vet world. It's just to bring awareness, like you just said, the purpose of, of not one more vet is to bring awareness to to this because many of our of our pet parents don't realize just what it's like to work in the hospital. Um, and like you said, I, it, it seems silly that we have to tell people to be nice and that's not just at the vet office but that's just like in life but sometimes i struggle with that like in traffic <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so i i know and then when you put the the emotion that people feel the connection that people feel with their pets in a you know that's that's really really strong sometimes even stronger than they have with their own family members human family members um and then they go to the vet and they can't afford care or they get a bad diagnosis and they are feeling this anger. And unfortunately they, they just let that out on whoever's nearby and it happens to be vet professionals. And, and that's, that's just, it's unfortunate, but we, we, at our office, we try to talk about, let's, let's, uh, we'll take that in and, and then we'll, we'll kind of do a, a decompression meeting at the end of the day when we've had something really stressful to make sure that everybody is okay with, with how that all played out. So Stephen, we got a question here. What's your question? If, if you could share one piece of advice that you would give to clinics, um, to prof pet professionals working in clinics and one piece of advice that you would give to pet parents in light of these horror stories of, of angry and confrontational situations, one piece of advice for both the, the clinic professional and for the pet parent. Yeah, I think um, my piece of advice for clinics is to seek out resources to support your people. Um, never forget your people. If you have to shut down your social media and your website for a day and take care of the human beings behind that, do it. Um, make sure that the people in your clinic are okay, that if they need a resource, come to Nambi, we, we have lots of resources. If they need a resource, let's get them that. Um, but I think that's the most important thing to remember as a clinic when um, no matter how stressful things get and no matter how crazy they get, don't stop looking in the faces of those humans and making sure they're okay. Don't stop checking in with everybody. Um, don't ever let other things take over the importance of human beings being okay. I guess that would be my, my big thing there. And then for pet parents, I would say um, 
don't ever forget that these people honestly love your pets and care about your pets and want your pets to be happy, healthy, and safe. That's why they're here. That's why they exist. That's why they're in this business. Um, and I think it's easy when we're stressed out to forget that, you know, and think, well, nobody cares about my pet like I do. And I'm not saying they care about your pet like you do, but they went into this business because they care about pets. Mm-hmm. And the person who works at the front desk, who usually gets, and you kind of touched on this earlier, usually gets all the bad things thrown at them, look up their salaries sometimes. Yeah. Because they could, they could make more money uh, serving you um, dinner at a restaurant and not having to deal with it. They're there because they love animals. And I think it's the most important thing we can remember when we're stressed out, when we're upset, is this person I'm staring at loves animals too. This person wants what's best for my pet. And just stop and remember that for a second. Well, Darlene, thank you for the work that Not One More Vet is doing and for coming on our podcast and sharing a little information for our curious pet parents out there. If they want to learn more, I know you mentioned that you had some resources for pet parents. Where can they find that? Where, where can they go to find that online? Yeah, so our website is uh, N-O-M-Z for notonemorevet.org. So it's real simple to find. And then when you're on our page, if you go to About um, and scroll down, we have a little pet parent page there. It's one of my favorite pages. Um, it specifically speaks to pet parents. Um, and so we highly, and there's a nice video on there. So we highly recommend um, checking that out. Very good. Well, thank you for again for joining us. Now, this has been a heavy a heavy topic, but we end we uh, we'll, maybe we'll transition to a little bit of a lighter version here of the Family Pet Podcast, and it's time for our fun fact of the day. This is a fun fact. Like we that, need like a, a clarion The fun fact of the day is is something that you can share with our curious pet parents out there that will help them win trivia night at their favorite local uh, restaurant or impress their friends and family at dinner. So. Do you have something for us today? I do. I do have one. So in the veterinary profession, uh, women significantly outnumber men among veterinarians. About 60% are women and 40% are men. And with vet techs, about 80% are women and 20% are men. That is an interesting fact. I I had dreams of being a veterinarian, but I didn't like to study, so I married an introvert instead. <laughs> and she who is a veterinarian. <laughs> so so that we at our office I, I wonder what we're actually pretty we got a lot of guys. We've got three there's of us, right? Three. That's I mean that's but there's a lot. only one in the medical side. <laughs> right. There's, that's true. There's two on the client communication. Two that like to talk and one that's in the meds. Yeah. So well, Darlene, thanks again for joining us. This is Darlene Boss from the Executive Director of Not One More Vet. Thank you again for joining the Family Pet Podcast and for all the work that you're doing to, you know, keep keep those veterinary professionals healthy and and to educate and and bring awareness to our pet parents of this of this situation in vet issue. Yep. Yeah, issue. So thanks again for joining us. Uh, for all you pet parents out there, we hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Family Pet Podcast. And until next time, stay curious. The Family Pet is a podcast for curious pet parents, where we believe that the more you know about pet health care, the better pet parent you can be. The Family Pet is a production of Family Pet Health, PLLC, and recorded in the studios of Spread the Positive Productions in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. The statements made as a part of this show should not be taken as an establishment of any form of a veterinary client-patient relationship. All comments are for entertainment and educational purposes only. 
You should reach out to your local veterinary partner before taking any action on the things that you've heard here today. We hope that you will share this podcast with a friend, and it would mean so much to us if you would take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Show notes, links, and videos to accompany today's show can be found at thefamilypetpodcast.com. Thank you.